once again back once again back once again back once again back once again with a beat Solomon is probably one of the best examples of someone needing to take his own advice. Yes, he was human, but he was wise. Wise in a way that we can be also. God freely provides us the wisdom we need to properly handle life, lead, and impact others. Welcome to the Wisdom in All Things podcast. On the episode today, be anxious for nothing and no faking it. Is there no escaping being anxious? Vince Miller says, Anxiety is the most predominant form of mental illness in our country plaguing both young and old, showing up as post-traumatic stress syndrome, obsessive-compulsive disorder, even phobias, and generalized anxiety disorder. That's a lot of anxiety. According to Google, this is what we're talking about. Experiencing worry, unease, or nervousness, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Quiz! See what I did there? I gave everyone just a little anxiety. As much as we welcome being able to instantly know what's going on in the world, It seems that at the same time, we're opening up ourselves to a seemingly endless source of anxiety. Even what God says about being anxious brings on a little anxiety. In Philippians 4, 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing. And in Matthew 6, 25, Don't be anxious about your life. Don't do it. It should be clear to us that there is no way we can expect to live a life free of anxiety. It can happen at any point of our day, even on the best day. So accepting that, what can we do about it? We are told not to be anxious, and there's no good reason to be. So why do we still do it? In Matthew 6, 27, it says, Which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to a span of life? And can we, as Miller's article suggests, leverage it, anxiety, to our advantage? So don't be anxious, but instead, I've got a couple of ideas of how we can approach this. First, identify legitimate concerns. Our anxiety may be caused by something that we shouldn't be anxious about in the first place. Nothing is worth worrying about, but there are things that we should be concerned with. Are we worrying about something that we have no business worrying about? If it is a legitimate concern, what is our part in responding to it? We can get a sense of this by looking at Matthew 6, 25-27. It says, Do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on it. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Notice that it says, don't be anxious, not don't look anxious. Don't try and fake it. If there is something going on in our lives that is of legitimate concern, don't hide it. Share it appropriately. So identify legitimate concerns, underline legitimate there. Secondly, transfer control. Not only are we sometimes anxious about something we shouldn't be, we can also think too highly of our ability to address it. We may have a grip on something or be gripped by it and need to hand it off to the one who can handle it and loves us more than we can ever love ourselves. That is God. If we want to do right by our lives, we need to relinquish control and trust God to not only help us see what it is that is causing us anxiety, but to be able to respond to it effectively. Next, deploy anxiety management. If we find ourselves being anxious, Philippians 4, 6 helps break down what we're to do about it. Pray, ask, thank, and share. Are we being prayerful, asking sincerely, with thanksgiving, and making our requests known to God, or are we just keeping it to ourselves? Next, we want to leverage it to our advantage. Miller describes anxiety as an opportunity for Jesus to teach us how to direct our minds and hearts in order to please God. Here are three ways that he sees anxiety being leveraged to our advantage. First, we shift our focus. 
Jesus shifts our focus to the more in life, what our hearts crave. There's a different kind of life we can experience in fellowship with our Creator that is supernatural. That's where our life becomes more than just food and clothing. We evaluate how we relate to God. What does our anxiety say about God and how we are relating to Him? The hard truth, he says, is that when we are anxious, we demonstrate lack of faith. We don't trust God and instead take control, somehow believing that we can do a better job taking care of ourselves than God. It's as if we say to the creator of the universe, I don't need you because I have this figured out. Then our hearts and minds circle and spin like a hamster on a treadmill. Thirdly, he says, we transfer trust and concern. Transfer your anxiety to God and place your concern where it belongs, on the things of God. That is, we look away from our anxiety and look at things that need to be done, that need to be focused, that need our attention, because it's what God has called us to. Our brave new world has afforded us ample opportunities to be anxious. We had better know how to respond. Start by separating legitimate concerns from things that are out of our control, and then manage the anxiety, Philippians 4, 6, through being able to leverage it to our advantage, directing our minds and hearts in a way that pleases God. If you're interested in reading through what the Bible has to say about wisdom, go to wisdominallthings.com, and under the Wisdom tab, you'll be able to look into the Old and New Testaments, as well as some great quotes on wisdom and other helpful articles. It's all at wisdominallthings.com.